First Corinthians chapter 3, verse 1, let's begin to read. And the Bible says, And I, brethren, could not speak unto you as unto spiritual, but as unto carnal, even as unto babes in Christ. I have fed you with milk and not with meat, for hitherto you were not able to bear it, neither yet now are you able, for you are yet carnal. For whereas there is among you envying and strife and divisions, are you not carnal and walk as men? For while one saith, I am of Paul, and another, I am of Apollos, are you not carnal? Who then is Paul, and who is Apollos, but ministers by whom you believe, even as the Lord gave to every man? I had planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive of his own reward according to his own labor. For we are laborers together with God, you are God's husbandry, you are God's building. According to the grace of God, which is given unto me as a wise master builder, I have laid the foundation, and another buildeth thereon. But let every man take heed how he buildeth thereon, for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. You can be seated this morning. Heavenly Father, we come to you today. We uh, thank you for this wonderful day that you've given us. Thank you for the rain uh, that you've allowed us to have. We do pray that you would help those families and folk that have been devastated in that by the tornadoes that come through yesterday. I do pray that they would find your grace during this time, that you would help them. Lord, it's come the preaching hour, and we certainly need your help. And I need you to guard our mind and our thoughts. And Lord, I pray you'd touch and anoint us afresh and that from heaven. I ask this morning, Lord, if there's somebody lost, that they'd get saved. Lord, I pray for those that need help, that they'd find help in you today. Lord, we believe this to be the message for the hour. And as we preach, I pray for good liberty. I pray for Satan to be hindered and that you'd keep hindrances away from this meeting that folk would be very attentive and that with their not only their ears but with their heart. And Lord, as we leave out of here, we'll leave better than what we come in. Lord, I pray that you'd help folk be attentive and the preacher also. Take in, we love you. Say that sentence near his tail for all this in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The last verse I read was in verse 11 where the Apostle Paul talks about for other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. And he is the only one that can save and he is the only one uh, that me and you can build upon uh, uh, in this life. Uh, if you're going to get started you're going to and get saved, you must start with Jesus Christ and then you must build and that upon him. As we'll find in these verses, we'll find that it is not about us, but it's about Him. Now you're going to miss something this morning if you ain't very careful. And here's what I want you to get. I'm just going to go ahead and give you the message now so that you will get it. Hopefully, and hopefully I will get it, that it's not about us, that it's about Him. Boy, when me and you can understand that it's about Him, that changes the whole outlook of everything. 
It changes it all. Now, the Apostle Paul, he deals with them uh, uh, in the first part of the chapter. He deals with the church at Corinth. And by the way, you've got to understand that in verse 2 of chapter 1, he calls them saints. But yet here, he calls them carnal. He says they're carnal. Now they're saved. I have no doubt that he's writing to a church that is saved. But he said you're not spiritual. Uh, uh, he said you're babes in Christ uh, and you're carnal. That word carnal means pertaining to the flesh, uh, sensual uh, as opposed uh, to spiritual. Uh, when Paul talks about carnality in Romans 8, he's talking about man uh, in his unregenerated state. You go over and read Romans 6, 7, and 8. Uh, he's talking about a lost person. Here, when he's talking about them being carnal, it's pertaining to their flesh. Let me say that sometimes God's people can get carnal. I mean, it just, it just deals with our flesh. And we let our flesh win if we're not careful. But not only were they carnal, but their actions were carnal because in verse 3 he says there's envying, there's strife, and there's divisions. And then he says, are you not carnal and walk as men? So he said, look, you're walking like everybody else walked, like the Gentile world was. He said, you're walking like them because there's envying, strife, and divisions. Well, that's a tough thing to have in church, ain't it? It's folk to be envying one another and to have strife. Uh, in other words, they're fighting uh, and to be divided. As I read that, I, I thought about my soul. I, I mean, if you know anything about independent Baptists, uh, I, I mean, our name alone says that we're independent, but yet we've got so many divisions uh, and camps in, among us uh, and we can't even decide to fellowship one with another because we're not of each other's camp. Amen. But yeah, we've got independent on the sign, you know. I've never understood that. Well, if you're not of this camp, then I can't fellowship with you. If they can, there's one thing about your preacher this morning. I don't run in no camp, that's for sure. And y'all ought to know that by now after 22 years. I, I listen, I tell folk, look, I, I, we're over on the side I, of Athens, we're McMean County, and we're just trying to do our part I, where we live at. Amen. And I think that's a good thing. But in verses 6 and 7, and this is what I want to deal with, I started a series of messages last week on what is our Christianity like and unto, and we looked at uh, the race and we looked uh, at the fight. But this morning we're going to look at the work. Notice right here, he says, I have planted and Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither is he that planteth anything, neither that watereth, but God that giveth the increase. Now he that planteth and he that watereth are one, and every man shall receive of his own reward according to what? According to his own labor. For we are what? Laborers together with God. And so if I could preach for just a little bit, I, I want to preach on the thought of what is Christianity. It's really not what it's likened unto, but what it is. I want to preach on working the Christian's work. Now, we need to get some things in our mind. One, it's about Him. Uh, uh, and two, we need to understand this, uh, that we need God to bless our work. Uh, we can work and work and work uh, uh, till we're blue in the face, until we try our best uh, and our hardest, but it's Him uh, that gives the increase. 
Uh, the Bible said in Psalms 127, uh, except the Lord build the house, uh, they labor in vain. Uh, uh, that build it except the Lord keep the city, uh, the watchman waketh but in vain. Uh, uh, listen this morning, men, you have to realize uh, uh, no matter how hard we work, uh, we still need the blessing uh, of God upon that thing. Boy, I'm telling you, when I pray, I say, Lord, I want it to be the message for the hour, and I want you to come by and do something that I cannot do. And I don't mean that out of false humility or feigning humility this morning. I'm being honest about that thing because I know that men and women and boys and girls' souls are sitting in the balance this morning of eternity. I know your life may be in shambles. Tomorrow your life may be in a wreck. Next week your life may be in a wreck and you need some help, amen. And I know that. I remember the first time Mitchell and Carrie ever sung that song, It's All Right. And man, I was struggling with some things and, and, and I remember they sung that song and I sat right here on that front row and listened to them sing that song and I, boy, I'm telling you, God just helped my heart with that, amen. Well, I'm telling you, I love it when God will come by and do something for us. But I want to look at some things about working the Christian work. First of all, I want you to see number one in verses six and seven, the humility of the laborer. He said, I have planted in the past water, but God gave the increase, so then neither is he that planteth anything, neither he that watereth, but God that gaveth the increase. Uh, when we see that and read that verse, I, I understand that I'm nothing. Uh, listen, I am just, and I don't mean this ugly, I don't mean this to belittle us in our work, uh, uh, but friend, I'm just going to be honest with you, we're really nothing uh, uh, in the work of God this morning. I mean, because if we see ourselves as something, uh, uh, then we've already got in the wrong place. Uh, the Bible said in Matthew 5, Let your light so shine before men uh, that they may see your good works uh, and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Our work as Christians, whether it's witnessing uh, uh, or whether it is just teaching Sunday school uh, or whether it is running our home right, uh, uh, whatever, whether it's preaching, uh, uh, whatever it is, uh, and just living right among this world, uh, whatever our work is that we're working, uh, it ought to be to glorify Him uh, that the world would glorify Him. I mean, it's to point to Him. I mean, it's all about Him that's seated uh, in heaven and on the right-hand side. Uh, it's about Jesus Christ this morning. Listen, that's what my work is about. It's not about that Mark should get the glory. Uh, it's not about that you should get the glory and say, boy, what a good preacher or a good Sunday school teacher or get a pat on the back. Uh, I mean, it's for us to get none if you want to know the truth. Take your Bible and go to the book of Matthew 17. I read this not too long ago while preaching. Matthew 17. Look in verse 7. Well, that ain't the verse I was looking for, Brother Jeff. Mercy. Don't you hate that when, when that happens? Let me see something right here. I have a bad habit of sometimes just getting it wrong. Matthew 7. I don't believe it's in 7 either. 
you find a passage in the Bible that tells us uh, there's one come in from the field and he comes to his master and he said, how many masters is there that's going to tell you to sit down and go ahead and eat when you come in from the field? He said, that's not what's going to happen. He said, when you come in from the field working, he's going to tell you to gird yourself uh, and serve him. And said, when you get done serving him, he'll tell you, you can go ahead and eat uh, now that I'm done being served. And he says, when you get done with all that, here's what we need to say, uh, uh, that we are all unprofitable servants, for we have done that which is just our duty to do. Now, boy, when you look at it in the light uh, uh, of God's word and his scripture like that, that changes some things about the way I see my service. What do you mean it changes some things? It shows me that my job is to serve Him and to be working for Him. And when it's all said and done, and I think that I've done something grand, and I think that I've done something great, that I've witnessed to somebody, or that I've preached a good message, or that I've lived right, or I've run my house right, and all those things, at the end of the day, He said, say, you're an unprofitable servant. Because that was what was your duty to do. He said, you're supposed to do that anyway. Whether I asked you to do it or I wanted you to do it, he said, that's uh, uh, what you're just supposed to do. Well, that changes the light of everything. The work is for God to get the glory and for us to get none. Well, that's kind of hard to swallow sometimes, ain't it? It's kind of hard to swallow in work because we put forth the effort, we put forth the time, we give up something that we want to go do, we give up something that we would like to experience, but yet God would have us to do this, but yet He gets all the glory and we're supposed to get none. So then neither is He that planteth anything, neither He that watereth. We're not anything. When, when I get it through my mind and get it into my heart that the church was going long before I got here. Men were serving long before I got here. Women were serving long before I got here. And if he don't come back, uh, the church will still be going on after I leave uh, and men and women will still be serving when I'm gone. They will be getting the job done. That changes the outlook of some things. There was men that pastored this church before I come and there'll be men pastor this church after I leave. That's just the way it is. The thing about the Lord is this. It's not for us to get the glory. And by the way, let me say this. I'm not looking to leave anytime soon. Okay? I'm not. Now, we don't always get our druthers, I understand that, but I'm not looking to leave anytime soon, so don't get excited, amen. But you know what God will do in His, in, in His graciousness and, and in His mercy toward us? We, we'll do the work, we'll serve Him, we, we'll be in a heart of humility and in a state of humility, and then God will exalt us. You know, the Bible said in Matthew 23, But he that is greatest among you shall be your servant, and whosoever shall exalt himself shall be abased, and he that shall humble himself shall be exalted. 
You know something that I've learned about folk that are humble? Even when God exalts them, sometimes they don't even know it. Uh, uh, and second of all, even if they do know it, uh, they kind of wish that he wouldn't have. Because they just like living humble. Because they know to see God move and to God work, uh, uh, that it takes humility to get the job done. 1 Peter 5, he said, Likewise, you younger, submit yourselves unto the elder. Yea, all of you be subject one to another and be clothed with humility. For God resisteth the proud and giveth grace to the humble. Humble yourselves therefore under the mighty hand of God that he may exalt you in due time. He said the thing about the worker. He said, So then neither is he that plaineth anything, neither he that watereth. We're nothing. More nothing, but yet God uses us. God takes our work and God takes our labor and He blesses it and He gives the increase. Number two, we see the willingness of the worker. The willingness of the worker. I want you to see right here, Paul said that we were ministers in verse five, but yet he said, I planted and Apollos water. Somebody's got to be willing to do the work. Somebody's got to be willing to. Let me put it to you another way. In the book of Nehemiah uh, chapter 4, he said, So built we the wall, uh, and all the wall was joined together under the height thereof, for the people had a mind to work. He said they had a mind to work. You know, the thing about the Christian uh, uh, that, that wants to do something, God will give you something to do. God will open a door for you to work uh, uh, and for you to serve. There's one thing I hate to do, that's to beg people to do something in the church. And let me put it to you like this, probably ain't going to. If, if you don't want to do it, I don't want you doing it. I'm just being, I'm not being ugly, I'm not mad, I, I'm not aggravated. Well, that may not be true right there. Sometimes I do get aggravated. Surely you don't get aggravated, do you? Amen. I know if you've been married any time at all, and especially if you've got children, I know you've been aggravated. Amen. Uh, but listen, uh, uh, if you don't want to work, uh, God ain't going to make you, and your preacher ain't going to make you either. I mean, I'm just being honest this morning. But he said right here, the reason they got that wall joined together uh, is they had a mind to work. They were willing to do the work. Willing to set their mind uh, and their heart uh, uh, and all their strength into it uh, uh, to give the woman something that seemed uh, uh, so daunting, something that seemed like such a big task. Uh, uh, they, they decided uh, they would go and do it together and they wanted to work uh, and was willing to work. They were willing to work together. You show me a church that ain't willing to work together, I'll show you one that won't go nowhere. You know, we come back to this right here. And what did the Apostle Paul tell him over here? He said, you have envy and strife and divisions. Are you not yet carnal? If you can't get along with somebody in this church right here, you need to fix you uh, and then go fix it with them. That's just the way it is. That's just the way it is. If you've got a problem with your neighbor sitting in his church house right now, you're not going to be able to praise God. You're not going to be able to do your work like you should do. Book of Nehemiah, that's willing to work. That's willing to get the work done. 
You know, I'm, I'm, even, I'm, even, uh, I'm even willing to work with other folk outside this church as long as they bleed pretty close to me. And we've seen churches that won't work together because, man, they're, they're just not, you know. Listen, everybody don't have to believe like me to work with them. Now, let me say this. They're going to have to believe the fundamentals like I do. Probably ain't going to fool with you. And I'm not interested in, in, in yoking up with somebody for the sake of unity. And I want to put that out there. But I want you to understand that, friend, there's other folk out there that believe uh, uh, right. Uh, uh, and as long as they're heading in the right direction, I believe we can serve with them. Amen. That's what I'm trying to tell you this morning. There's some churches out there trying to get it done. We ain't the only one that's got the market cornered on believing right and doing right. Sometimes I wonder about that. But they were willing to work. Uh, uh, if you go to the book of Nehemiah, take your Bible and go to the book of Nehemiah chapter 4. I want you to see this. Now, now they're building the walls. They're rebuilding the walls of Jerusalem. They, they have been in, 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 in Babylonian captivity uh, for 70 years. And, and they've got to go back. And, and in the book of Nehemiah chapter 4, you'll find that in verse 6, uh, they, the people had a mind to work. But they were willing to work, notice in verse 10, and Judah said, the strength of the buyers' burdens is decayed uh, and there is much rubbish so that we are not able to build the wall. Let me stop right here and say this. When uh, everything had been tore down, burnt down, broke up, and here comes Nehemiah, we're going to rebuild the walls. They, they're looking at this monstrous of a job out in front of them. And they got started on it but here in verse 10, Judah said, man, we, we can't do this. We, we have exerted so much strength because of all the rubbish that is laying around. They took on that job. Now, by the way, they did get all that rubbish out of the way and got the walls built in 52 days. Read the rest of the story. But they were willing to try no matter what. And they worked till they were wore out. Do you see that? The strength of the burden bearers is decayed. They worked till they were tired. They worked till they were weary and wore out. How many of us do that for the cause of Christ? I don't do that. I rarely do that. So preacher, don't you fall asleep in your study? Yeah, I fall asleep in my study sometimes, but that's because I went in there at 8.30 at night. I've had all day to get in that study. Personally, I don't like to go to the study before 8 o'clock in the morning. I'll tell you why. There's a real good chance I'll fall asleep in there. I mean, if I get up early and go, I like to get up, eat breakfast, Go on, go on and get started for the day, get to stirring. But, but there is a catch to that. If you do that, chances are you might get sidetracked. Or I will get sidetracked from getting in that study right there. But notice, notice they worked till they were tired. There was a willingness to work. And there was much rubbish in the way that they were going to have to get it out of the way. And said, there's too much there for us to do. I don't know how they got it out of the way, but they got it out of the way. I don't know how, but they did. Because you can go on and you can read, uh, and you'll find they were willing to work and got the work done. And then you read that even though the rubbish was there and they got it cleaned up, but then the enemy come by and threatened them. 
Let me just read the next verse. And our adversaries said, They shall not know, neither see, till we come in the midst among them, and slay them, and cause the work to cease. So now the enemy's saying, They're not going to know that, that what's going to happen, and we're going to come upon them, and we're going to kill them. And so the enemy threatened them. But they were willing to work. You know, the enemy will threaten you. He'll threaten you and he'll bother you. You know, I mean, Brother Jeff looked at it this morning. Simon, Simon, Satan desired to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Be sober, be vigilant because your adversary the devil as a working line was about seeking whom he may devour. I mean, he's after you and after me and he's going to threaten us and he's going to bother us and he's going to try to change our willingness in our work. You know, God can use somebody that's humble and that's willing. That's all he wants. Somebody that's humble and that was willing. And to take on the undertaking that they took on. They took on the very fact of building the walls around Jerusalem. Not only did they have to build the wall, they had to clean everything up first. You know, before some people can work, they've got to clean some stuff up. Hello? You've got to clean some stuff up in your life, in your home. Uh, in your mind, in your heart, you've got to get some stuff straightened up and cleaned up before you can do the work. You've got to get the rubbish out. You say, well, preacher, that, that ain't the kind of work I wanted to do. This is what I wanted to do over here. It, I, I'm going to say this again. I've said it a thousand times. It's being faithful in the little things that God will allow us to be faithful in the big things later. If you won't be faithful in the little things now, why do you think God would let you have some big things in your life? I, I'm, just, I'm just being honest. I, I, I'm just being honest this morning. If, if you will not be faithful to do the little work, why do you think He'll let you do the big? You look in Nehemiah chapter 3, and you'll find that some wouldn't work. He lays out in Nehemiah 3, if you read that chapter, he's given the names uh, and the order of all of them that are building the wall. Building by family, building the way that he lays it out by family. And he said, this one's going to do this, this one's going to do that, this one's going to do this. And by the way, when you read that, the one thing that comes to my mind is Nehemiah could not build the wall. And I'll look at this here in a second. It was Nehemiah's desire and it was his direction from God to build the wall, but Nehemiah could not build the wall. Do you understand what I'm saying? One man can't do it all. That's the thing about a church. One man can't do it all. I can't teach every Sunday school class, can't play every musical instrument at the same time, can't sing, can't, I can't preach and pastor, uh, can't vacuum clean the child. I mean, I guess, I, I, I guess we could. We could give it a shot, but I sure don't want to try. Well, let me say this. Nehemiah probably could have built, could have built the wall by himself. It took a long time, and he would have killed himself in the process. He'd have wore himself out. But you come to Nehemiah chapter 3 and verse 5 as he's laying out 
who's doing what and where they're going to do it. And next unto them the Kohites repaired. But their nobles put not forth, put not their necks to the work of the Lord. So right here we find you had some folk that were willing to work, wanted to work, would do it. But then here in verse 5, their nobles, and I think that it's worded that way for a reason. One, that's who they are. But two, I think we see that they were too good to do that work. You're never too good to do whatever God wants you to do, and I ain't either. Do you know that I've cleaned the toilets in this church before? I'm not too good to do that. We had some missionaries coming in one time, and bless his heart, I had Jacob down there in the basement cleaning the bathtub and the shower. He wasn't too good to go down. I said, son, I'm going to make a deacon out of you. Yeah, amen. Getting him lined up, ain't we, Brother Jeff? Amen. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just soon as forget that. Brother Jeff said, we worked on the sewer lines. Yes, we did. And I just soon as forget all that mess right there. That's some memories I don't want to keep. But I don't want y'all to think any more or any less because I was willing to do that. And I say that, but listen, I know some of you all are willing to do that too. So I'm not going to toot my horn. But right here you find that the Bible said in verse 5 in the book of Nehemiah chapter 3, the nobles would not do that. They were not willing to work. They were not going to do that. Somebody else was going to have to do the work. A couple of things right here. Somebody else did do the work. Amen. They got the wall built. The wall was built. But their name got in here that they wouldn't work. Boy, I'd hate to have that, wouldn't you? I'd hate to have my name wrote down somewhere that, boy, we wouldn't work. We're too, we too good to work or too lazy to work or just got sidetracked and wouldn't work. Somebody else can go do it. Some people are too good to do it. Some people are too lazy to do it. But I'll just be honest with you. I think most people are too preoccupied to do it. They're too preoccupied with this world and with their own life. I'm going to tell you, working for the Lord is a sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. You've got to give up your time to serve the Lord. You've got to give up sometimes what you want to do to serve the Lord, to work and labor. Sometimes it's not no fun. Sometimes it's, it's uh, I'll be honest with you, it's something that you, and, and listen, you pray, and I don't want you just to misunderstand, misunderstand me because if, if not, you're, you're going, I'm going to preach this and you're going to think, God ain't never going to let us do nothing we want to do. No, that ain't it. All I'm trying to say is when me and you work for the Lord and serve the Lord, we just got to get us out of the way. That's all I'm trying to get you to see. Have a willingness to work. But then number three, look at the direction. Look at the direction of the laborer. You look in verse 9, for we are laborers together with God. You're God's husbandry, you're God's building. Do you realize that our direction comes from the Lord? You go back in verse 5 and again it talks about how that Paul and Apollos was ministers of the Lord. Their direction come from God. You look and, and you go back and, and you look at what Nehemiah said 
in chapter 2 and verse 12, he said, Now I rose in the night, I and some few men with me, neither told I any man what my God had put in my heart to do at Jerusalem. Why was Nehemiah building the walls? Because God put it in his heart to do it. God put it in his heart. He was getting his direction from the Lord. The apostle Paul and Apollos was getting their direction in their service from the Lord. Notice he said in verse 9, we're laborers together with God. You're God's husbandry, you're God's building. We have to work together and let God work in us. God's husbandry and God's building. Husbandry is farming, for lack of better words. That's what he's talking about right there. What are you hoping to get out of farming? Fruit. Some kind of fruit. Right? I mean, if you're planting corn, you want to see corn. You're planting soybeans, you want soy. You're raising cattle, you hope to be raising little ones, don't you? Right? Some kind of fruit. He said, you're God's building. He's working on us. So God, it's us producing the fruit for Him. We're laborers together with Him. He gives the direction and we do the work. We do the work and God gives the increase. Ain't that something? Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away. He said, you ain't bearing fruit, going to go. And every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. You know, the one desire in God's heart for us, or one of the desires in God's heart for us, is that we bear fruit. We work and we serve. Ain't this message exciting this morning? We simply need to do what he's called us to do. Why do you do what you do? Of His will or of our own will? Then number four. Look at the reward of the worker. We look at verse eight. He that planteth and he that watereth are one and every man shall receive his own reward according to his own labor. There'll be a reward here. I believe that. God gives the increase, don't He? You plant corn, you sow corn, it rains and the sun shines, and guess what you do? You go turn and you pick corn, don't you? You plant in one kernel of corn, you put it in the ground, next thing you know, you got a stalk uh, that shoots up out of the ground, you have to labor over that thing, you weed it, uh, pray to God that it sends rain and sunshine, and then you get to go out there and hopefully pick two uh, ears of corn off that thing, it's got a bunch of kernels on it. We get our reward. There is a reward for our labor. We just don't work and work and work. Listen, uh, uh, when you go to work, you don't go to work for free. Uh, You go to work to receive that paycheck, don't you? Amen. I work for the Lord, not for the reward, but for Him to get the glory. But I will be honest with you. I do know what the book says about the reward. I'm not doing it so that, that we can have some kind of blessing from God. But I do know that that thing's real. So how do you know that? One, I know what Scripture says. Two, I've been there. I know. 
I know what it is. God, God uh, uh, gives us the increase. We see the increase. We receive our, our reward from our own labor. And then I preached on this just a few minutes ago. God does exalt, don't he? But if you read verses 12 through 15, that deals with the judgment seat of Christ. There is a reward there. If any man's work abide, verse 14, which he hath built thereupon, he shall receive a reward. But preachers a lot of times want to focus on the loss of reward. And let me say this. If, if our work has been in the wrong motive and, and being done wrong, then we will suffer loss on that thing. If any man's work shall be burned. See, it's still work, but it's going to be tried of the motive and all those things. Why did we do it? For us to get the glory or God to get the glory? Why did I preach this morning? For God to get the glory or for me to get the glory? Why did Mitchell and Carrie sing? Why did you come to the choir? Why did you teach that Sunday school class? Why are you here this morning? Why do you tell others about Christ? You do tell others about Christ, don't you? Why do you live right? Do you live right because, because you, you want to fit the mold that Independent Baptist has set forth or, or, or you want to, uh, that, that the preacher uh, will think more of you or your neighbor will think more of you or you want to live right because you want to please God? See, see what I'm saying? There is a reward. I'm, I'm, I'm doing it because of Him. But in His mercy, He rewards us. That, that is amazing. That is amazing to me. It's like supporting missions. And, and here's what I want us to get. It's like supporting missions. All the missionaries back there on that board and, and what Hunter and who uh, Brother Hunter read about this morning, Brother, uh, Brother, Brother Peters and all that he's going through and, and doing for the Lord. We may never see that reward from what this church does for them. We may not see that till we get over yonder. But you know what the Apostle Paul said over there? He, he said, I desire fruit that will abound to your camp. You realize when we support missions that that, work, that, that that fruit that they win will abound to the account of this church right here? And if you give personally, it will abound to your account? We may not see that reward till we get over there, but we will receive that. See it and receive it. That reward. I don't want to get too introspective. Introspective? Introspective. I worry about sometimes why I do what I do. Look on the inside all the time. I'm going to tell you that's a good thing to do, but if you keep looking on the inside all the time, you're going to drive yourself batty. Just decide you're going to serve the Lord. That's why I'm doing it, and we're going to move on. The Christians work. Working, the Christians work. Paul said, I planted, Paul watered, but God gave the increase. He's the one that does it all. Let's bow our heads this morning if we would.